You're listening to The Marketing Funnel Show, episode number 41. Have you ever decided to go all in and growing and marketing your business? If you have, you know what it's like to put a ton of time, money, and effort into hoping that this is the thing that will tip your business into success. So what happens if things don't go quite as planned? Let's talk about that today. Welcome to the Marketing Funnel Show. I'm your host, Michelle Evans, and this is the podcast for coaches, experts, and online business owners to learn how to go from simply surviving to sold out using the power of marketing funnels. All right, let's jump into today's show. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Marketing Funnel Show. This is Michelle, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. You know, I was recently a guest on another podcast, which I'm not sure when it'll come out, but probably by the time this episode comes out, it'll be out as well. Um, And the host of that podcast asked me a really interesting question. She said, You've built a successful business. If you had to pick two or three things that have driven your success, what would they be? And I have to tell you that my answer kind of took her by surprise, but it really opened up a good dialogue in that podcast interview. And my answer probably will surprise you a little bit as well. I mean, if you if you could ask somebody, you know, what what makes your business successful? Okay, first of all, let's deal with that word successful. Because, and you know, you can't see me, but I'm putting quotes around the word successful with my fingers. And um, one of the things that I always say is like, what does success mean to you? Like, what does a successful business mean to you? Because my definition of success and your definition of success do not need to be the same, right? We need to create a business that, that is successful for the life that we want to live, for the um, impact that we want to have, for how we want to work. So I just want to deal with that straight out of the gate is that you need to know what success looks like for you and um, and don't worry about what success looks like for someone, for someone else. So, um, but my answer to the podcast host was that my success has really come because of my failures. And I want to talk about that today because I have seen so many things lately, things from my students in Build Your Funnel Bootcamp, things from um, new clients who want to come work with me, and things from, you know, just like friends and peers who are asking, you know, really good questions. And, and I just keep seeing the same theme come up over and over again, and it's really about the fear of failure. So, you know, I recently had um, a potential new client come talk to me, and and this person wanted me to do some Facebook ads for her, and and but she was so afraid of um, of failure. She was so afraid of, you know, wasting. 10 or 15 or $50 on um, an ad that maybe isn't working as well as it could. And I was like, that is not the right way to approach your business. Yes, we always want things to work. But if you, if any of us, not just you, me, 
anyone. If we are afraid of something not working out, we're not going to move forward. Because um, really, the biggest leaps and bounds that I've made in my business have come from big failures, have come from me taking a risk and it not working out exactly how I wanted it to work out. But... I get these big insights into what works and what doesn't, into all sorts of things that then help me pivot into something that really does work out. But I would know, and I'll give you some specific stories in a little bit, but I would never, ever, ever have had those insights if, um, if A, if I wasn't willing to make an investment and take a risk, and B, if I wasn't willing to approach my business Seriously, like a science experiment. Um, my youngest son loves science, like love, love, love science. And he's constantly wanting to do quote unquote experiments, which basically means that he wants to, he's seven. He wants to mix all sorts of things together just to see what happens. And sometimes he makes the most disgusting things you've ever seen, but sometimes he makes some really cool stuff. And, you know, I kind of approach my business that same way. I'm more strategic about what I do than my son who just like pulls together a whole bunch of stuff and wants to put it together. But, but I, but I still have that, like, what's going to happen? You know, I, I try really hard not to tell myself stories about, you know, I'm not good enough. Nobody wants this. Um, I'm, you know, going to bankrupt my family if I take this risk. Um, you know, I'm letting my family down if this doesn't work out. Like those are stories that I used to tell myself, um, especially when I first got started before I was truly committed to, um, making this business, you know, if, if something didn't work out quite as well as I wanted. And I mean, it could be something small. It could be me putting a post up on my Facebook, my business Facebook page and getting zero likes. Like there was a point in my business where that was devastating to me, where I was like, oh, nobody's liking this. People, people think that I suck. People, people don't want to, you know, learn from me. And, you know, I would get stuck in those, um, negative thought patterns and just be like, oh my gosh, I put this out there and it didn't work. And the truth was, is that, you know, if my whole business hinged on one Facebook post, that's not a very good business. You know, if my if I determined my worth by how many people liked a podcast or a blog post or a Facebook post or a Facebook Live or a video, I would never move forward because people are not going to do what I want them to do. Uh, I can only control what I do and what I tell myself and how I continue to learn and grow, right? And same for you. Don't, you know, we can't let the potential failure hold us back from these big leaps and bounds. So let me tell you uh, a little story. And you may have heard parts of this before. I don't know if I've told it in this, um, in this much of a, I don't know, coordinated effort, because I usually just talk about little bits and pieces of this story. Um, but, but, you know, back in 2015, I decided to join a, um, a really high-end mastermind. And it was led by a coach who has a multiple, multiple seven-figure-a-year business. 
um, and you know, it, and is by all accounts successful. You know, however you want to define success. This person has time off. This person has a great house, cars, travel, um, staff. You know, like has it all, right? And I thought, you know, by joining this mastermind, I thought that I would um, be able to really understand what she had done to scale and grow her business to a place that I really aspired to be at that time. And um, and I loved how she was, you know, having big events and up on stages and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and so I joined this mastermind because I was like, I really want to know. I want to know what's in her brain. I want to know how I can apply it to my business. And it was a huge financial investment. I mean, $30,000 a year is a lot of money. And if you don't know, like I have three kids. I have a husband. We have a house. You know, our kids were in private school. Like that was a big, big investment. And, um, and it was the most at one time that I'd ever invested in me, which also made it feel really scary. But my husband and I talked about it and I was like, you know what, this I think is what I need to really grow. This is what I really need to do to, you know, get those insights. And so we said, yep, we're all in. And $30,000 was just to be a part of the mastermind. I still had to pay money for travel to go to various events that we had and uh, retreats. I would have to pay for a hotel, you know, all that stuff. So in all, it was more than $30,000 that it cost for this. And then on top of that, this coach and her um, staff would constantly be pushing that I, that not just me, but everyone in the mastermind, that we... Um, invest in sponsorships and buy our way onto stages and do um, host various events. So pretty soon, like the dollars just started cranking up and I was like, oh my gosh, this is getting really crazy. Um, in all, I think that the whole thing cost me somewhere around $75,000, um, which was a huge amount of money for me at that time. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a big amount of money in general, but especially at that time, I was like, okay, like I need to see a return. And what happened is I joined this mastermind and they went through and they took a look at all of my offers and my pricing and everything. And they basically said, you're going to throw out everything that you've been doing. You can keep the clients that you currently have, but we're not, you're not offering what you've been offering anymore. Um, in fact, we're going to like triple the prices of your offers and we're going to reduce the amount of time you spend with clients and this is what you're going to sell. Okay. Problem one is that, um, what this was, um, reimagined my new offers that they said that I needed to offer were not aligned at all to me. And so I didn't believe in their value. So you know what happened? I couldn't sell them at all. Um, I mean, thank goodness I had some clients already because from the time I joined that mastermind and they made those changes to my offers until I had my wake up call nine months later, I did not make one single sale. Um, and I was getting really nervous because I was paying all this money for events and sponsorships and travel and my mastermind and ads and 
um, designers and just tons of stuff, right? And I just felt like I was paying and paying and paying and nothing was working. And so how this, how this coach really taught um, you to grow a business is to get out in front of stages, get on, sponsor events and all these things and get as many leads as you can and then you just get on the phone and you call people and you sell to them. And I think for a certain kind of person that totally works. I mean, obviously it worked for her and her business, um, but it didn't work for me. And it really, um, it was humbling. Like I, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I did over a thousand sales calls and every single one of those sales calls was a no, a no, a no, a no, a no. And that's like a thousand different, over a thousand different people. Some of them I would call, you know, multiple times because we'd have a conversation, then we'd have a follow-up conversation and whatever. I just, I was spending all my time on the phone and all I was getting was no's. And this coach and her staff, they were trying to, you know, coach me on how to sell better and stuff. But it ultimately came down to, I wasn't aligned at all with what I was offering, number one. And number two, this was just like a spray and pray kind of marketing, right? You just go out there, gather up as many names as you can with business cards or attendees or whatever. I did over 50 events in that period, in that nine month period. And when I say events, I mean, it was big events, it was small events, it was speaking on stages, it was sponsoring things, it was, you know, just looking for different ways for me to get in front of people. And I, I, you know, had well over probably 2,500 names that I uh, gathered in that time period, but none of it was turning into business. And I was getting really, like, you know, you talk about <laughs> stress, like I couldn't sleep. I was getting physically ill. Um, you know, I would go to sleep and I'd wake up an hour or two later, just like in a panic of, oh my gosh, how am I going to make this money back? I feel like I am literally bankrupting our family. Why is nothing working out? And, you know, about at about the nine month time frame, I just had this realization that a, you know, if I kept doing if I kept doing this, I was going to bankrupt our family and I was going to make myself so ill that it that I wouldn't be able to do my business. But B, that this just wasn't working. Like I had given it a lot of time and effort. I had paid for a lot of coaching on sales. I done and I had done the work, a lot of work. Um and I don't know if if you've if you've done any sales calls, but you know, having over a thousand people basically say no, like I don't really understand how this is going to help my business. Um, I I don't see that this is something I want to do right now. It's tough. Like I'm not even going to lie, it's tough. And especially when you are seeing bills pile up and no, no extra money coming in. Like I said, I had some clients at that point and thank goodness for that. Um, but, but not enough to offset all of this extra money I was spending. And I just, um, somebody posted this in Facebook or Instagram. I'm not sure where it was. 
And I don't know who actually first said this because I've seen this quote attributed to both Henry Ford and Tony Robbins, but I saw this quote one day when I was scrolling through my social media trying to, you know, have some aha moment about what I was going to do. And it just, and the quote said, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. And, you know, a lot of times when I see those quotes, I, you know, they're good, but I scroll past them, they're not, but for some reason that day, that quote, it was like it jumped off the screen right into my eyeballs and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to stop. Like, I just have to stop, this is not working. It's not aligned with who I am, it's not aligned with how I wanna connect with people. These offers are not aligned to me, I don't feel like they're valuable. And I just had this huge realization that that this was not the answer for me. And I, and I have to say, in that moment, I just decided to do something different. In fact, I um, kind of just walked away from my mastermind. I was like, I'm done. You, I, I did as much as I could to follow this advice, but it's not working for me. It's not aligned with me. And they were really against um, marketing funnels, which is why I hadn't been running them. And I was just like, I know marketing funnels work. <laughs> they worked for me before I joined this mastermind. This mastermind has not worked for me. I'm going back to marketing funnels. And I rolled out a super, super simple discovery, sold out discovery call funnel. Like, and I just said, you know what? I don't even wanna spend money on ads right now because I have all these people that I've just spent all this time and effort getting in front of, I just want to send a simple email to them. And like I said, I had gathered at that point about 2,500 new people onto my email list and I just went out to my entire email list, those new people plus everybody else I had already had on there. And I just sent out a super simple email that said, hey, I have this um, PDF if you want to download it and here's who it's for and here's how it'll help you. And it, I mean, like simple, right? Super simple. I sent that out and then I sent a couple follow-up emails about you know, how it could help them and stuff. And from that, I had, I don't know, probably like four or 500 people click to download it. And out of those four or 500 people on the thank you page, there was um, an offer. It said, hey, you know, your guide will be in your inbox in about five minutes. In the meantime, do you want to get even more out of, you know, what this PDF was about? It's basically a, a how to do a funnel. And I said, you know, because if you do, you know, click here to apply for a call with me. And I got to say, within like, I don't know, seven or eight days, I my calendar was booked for like six and a half weeks. And from that, I booked so many clients. And here's why. I did not suddenly become a great um, salesperson. Like, you know, I was the same person who had all of those calls that failed, right? But here's what I did between the time that I had all those failures and the time when I suddenly was sold out and had a waiting list of like six months to work with me just from this super simple discovery call funnel. Um, I went back to a lot of those people that I had a sales call with and I sent a really simple email that said, you know, I've really enjoyed talking with you over the last, whatever, weeks, months, however long it had been. Um, and I just wanted to ask you, you know, three quick questions. 
And I um, had just a, a really simple um, Google form set up to capture their feedback. And I just sent them to this Google form and that basically I wanted to know why they didn't want to work with me. <laughs> and, um, and I asked it in a better way than that. But that was my goal. I was like, I need to understand what I'm missing. And what I discovered was, number one, people were confused about what I did because I wasn't like putting a stake in the ground and saying, I do marketing funnels and Facebook ads to fill those funnels. Like, I, and it really needed to be that simple. Instead, I was making it really complicated and people were getting confused and lost. And, you know, as Marie Forleo says, a confused mind never buys. And that's 100% true. So the first thing that I learned in, in this was that I was confusing people. They didn't understand what I did. Number two, um, people didn't understand how my work could impact their business. Because I was talking about marketing and um, you know lead generation, all these things from my own perspective, and from my own expert perspective. And you have your expert perspective. And sometimes, it's called the curse of knowledge. Sometimes we're so close to what we do that when we try to talk to somebody who who wants and needs what we offer, it's like we're speaking a different language. It goes right over their head because they don't see themselves in what we're saying because we're talking like experts, right? And that's the second aha that I had. I was like, oh my gosh, I know better than to do this and I'm still doing it. And then the third thing that I discovered is that um, people, people didn't like, they had all of these things that were keeping them from saying yes. They were afraid to, um, invest. They didn't know if it would pay off. Um, they didn't know enough about me and my background. They, they didn't know the impact that I had had on other clients that I had worked with. Like there were just a lot of things that, that just made it easy for people to say no, because there were just too many unknowns. And I never, ever would have known this if I hadn't asked. And then some of the people who responded to the survey I got on the phone with, and I went a little bit deeper to just kind of confirm some of the things that I'd seen in the feedback and response, and also to just get a little bit more insight. So, you know, my failures, those thousand plus sales calls, actually helped me completely rearrange my marketing, my message, my approach, my offers, all of it. And I never ever would have had those insights if I hadn't had all those failures and been willing to be humble to hear where I was going wrong. Because that's not easy. It's not easy for any of us. But it truly is the only way to get those insights sometimes that we need, right? So anyway, I took those insights and I just created this super simple marketing funnel. And what I did is that, you know, I created this PDF that clearly outlined how this could impact their business. And it was just a simple one page of like, what's your offer? You know, <laughs> are you trying to get people on the phone to a webinar? Like it was just really simple. 
but they knew what we were going to be talking about on the call. So people signed up in droves. I think like 63% of people who downloaded the PDF tried to sign up for a call with me. Now, some of them had to wait for a long time because my, my uh, calendar got so booked, but but it helped me have really good sales calls. So when we got on the call, they'd done their workbook and we had really clear direction of what we needed. So I could hone in on, okay, so here's here's how we could work together. And um, from that, people were like, yes, of course, like this is exactly what I'm looking for. But in between the time they downloaded that PDF and we got on the phone, they also got some emails that I was really specific about showing, you know, how I impacted other clients. I was really specific about showing how um, this could impact their business and asking some questions. Like these are not hard, these are not hard or long emails. It's really just more a matter of helping them get in the mind of, wow, this could be the thing that I was looking for. And it really, 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 it was like night and day difference. When people got on the phone with me, they were excited to talk instead of me chasing them. And we had a really specific outline of things that we were talking about. So each call was focused and people felt like they got a lot of value from the calls and they could clearly see how if we continued to work together, how that could impact their business. And it just made the sales easy. Like I didn't, like I said, I didn't suddenly become a good salesperson. I just suddenly had a structure and a process so that when I got on a call with somebody, it wasn't me just like lobbing out questions and trying to find something that I could glom onto and sell them with. It was like, okay, let's talk about what kind of funnel is right for your business and how that could impact your business and what your goals are for your business and what that could look like in terms of, you know, the things that we would need to be build out. And we began to co-create this together instead of me like chasing them trying to sell. Can you see how that would be so different? And I don't know if you sell one-on-one -on, -one on the phone, but the same kind of approach is, of, of insights, of knowing, you know, what stories are going on in people's heads and all that stuff. You need that same insight if you're going to do a webinar, if you're going to do an event, if you're going to send them to a sales page, because the process is still the same. You're still talking to people no matter how you talk to them. If you talk to them, one, you to lots of people at a time, like on a webinar or Facebook Live or something like that, or if you're sending people to a sales page, it really needs to speak to them. Um, if you're bringing them to an event, you wanna make sure that you know what's going on in their head and what they're looking for. Because at the end of the day, people just wanna know, how are you gonna solve my problem? And if I don't understand that quickly and clearly and concisely and be able to see how that could impact me beneficially for whatever it is that you offer, um, I'm probably gonna say no, because it just takes too much effort to hone in and figure it out, right? And it just, it was, it was just like this huge aha. So I wanted to jump on here because, and share the story with you, um, because if you are going through one of those times where either you're in the midst of what you would consider a failure, or you're kind of afraid to take that next step and take that leap because you want to avoid failure, I just wanna encourage you. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have my business today if I hadn't gone through those big failures. And I know so many people who 
are in the same boat. I mean, we don't all have the same failure path, thank goodness. Like, but, um, but for every success, quote unquote, successful person, however you want to define that, they've all had at least one, if not multiple moments of failure. And the thing that defined them is saying, okay, what can I learn from this failure? And how can I use that to spring forward and really take my business to where I want to go? And so if you're in the midst of failure, I want you to just ask yourself, what can I learn from this? Like what insights can I take away from this? What, what, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it depends on what kind of, of failure you're in, but you could just say, you know, instead of throwing in the towel, decode what you are discovering. Like just see this failure as your, as your success, um, as your path to success, as your learning path. Right. And you just, I just ask yourself, what are the lessons that you can learn here? What changes do you need to make? What insights can you get from this? Or what insights do you have into you, your audience, your message, and your offer? If you don't learn the lesson, I'm gonna just let you know, if you don't get this failure, if you don't learn that lesson, you're gonna keep repeating it every single time you do you know, a random act of marketing or a random sales call or something like that. And I gotta be honest, this is why I love marketing funnels. It's because you have a roadmap to your goal. You know what you're trying to achieve with a funnel. You're either trying to get somebody on the phone with you, to an event with you, to a webinar with you, to a sales page that for something that you're offering. So you know what the goal is and you can clearly see what works and what doesn't each step along that roadmap. And so the things that don't, you can fix them. And it's not like life or death. Like if you have an opt-in that isn't working, great. Let's swap out for a new opt-in until we find the one that works. If you have a series of emails that aren't working, perfect. Let's see, you know, let's make some tweaks there. Like you don't have to keep tearing everything down and starting from scratch. Build it little by little, you know, just like the foundation of a house to the first floor of a house, etc. cetera. Um, and just, just keep experimenting. Just keep, keep asking yourself, what can I learn from this? What insights can I get from this? And, um, and really approach your business as a big old experiment. Like just, I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to make my best guess about what's going to work. I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to see what happens. I'm going to learn from that. And then I'm going to do the next thing. That's how you build a successful business. However you want to define success. It's not like you wake up one morning and ta-da, you have some brilliant, uh, I don't know, perfectly mapped out business and offer and marketing. I've discovered um, that really little by little, learning, discovering, connecting, getting better and better and better, finding out more about you, finding out more about your audience, finding out more about how you communicate best, finding out more, just like, just keep approaching it from, okay, what can I learn from this? What felt good about this? What didn't I like about this? What do I want to make different next time? Like just keep being curious with yourself and with your audience 
and just keep focusing on helping your audience see that you're the answer to the problem that they have. And, and just little by little keep getting in there. That's how you make success happen for yourself is just being willing to learn and grow and stretch and get hard feedback. <laughs> so now that we've tackled this biggie, because fear, perfectionism, like these are all things I know I struggle with and I know a lot of people who struggle with this. So now that we've tackled these, isn't it time for you to stop and create your first profitable marketing funnel to bring in clients and sales automatically? And again, it might not work perfectly when you first launch it, but boy, you can just keep tweaking and testing and you will get it. So if so, jump on over to today's show notes to take the marketing funnel quiz. You're going to discover the perfect marketing funnel for you and your goals with just a few simple questions. And I'll even give you some free training on how to get that funnel up and running fast. All right. Today was kind of a longer one, but I, I really wanted to share this story with you because I, I just hate anybody looking at me and saying, wow, she's, she's successful and not knowing that I've had tons of failures along the way. And you know, I don't always remember every single failure that I have, but I try to share them with you because, you know, if we can't tell the truth about what it takes to get to success, none of us will get there. And I know I love hearing from, you know, people I admire and follow when they have had a, a failure and what they learn from it. So I want to give that to you as well. And I encourage you to celebrate your own. Um, not that you want to stay in quote unquote failure, but celebrate the learning, celebrate the growth, celebrate what you're doing because running a business, my friend, it is not for the faint of heart. We are special people willing to take on so much. So with that, have an amazing week and I will see you back here next week, same time, same place on another great episode of the Marketing Funnel Show. See you then. 